This episode has been brought to you by Project Ikute Torah, where we are here to help you learn, live, and love Torah Or and Lakute Torah. To learn more about us, visit projectikutetorah.org. This week, we're learning the Sikha of Shabbos Parshas Miketz, Shabbos Chanukah, Aleph Dresh Chodesh Teves, Topshin Nun Beis. The Sikha could be found in Sefer HaSikha's Topshin Nun Beis, Nun Beis, page 194. The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that one of the Chidushim of the Yom Tov of Chanukah, compared to the other Yom Tovim, is that the other Yom Tovim, as well as Shabbos, there's a Chiyuv of a Se'udah, which mainly consists of bread and water, meat and wine, However, Hanukkah, the, the Su'udah that we are marveled, the Su'udah that we increase in, is primarily Su'udah Sarashus. They are optional Su'udahs, because it was not days that were set for Mishtavah Simcha. Rather, it was days that were set for Yom Toivim and saying, Halel and Hoidah. The main Yom Tov is Hadlakas Anedis lighting the candles, which was established for the miracle of the oil. Now, one of the reasons for this is, is because the miracle of Hanukkah was the Nitzachan against the Yavonim that wanted to make us forget. Torah Secha, your Torah, Hashem's Torah. To remove us from Hashem's Chukim, Hashem's Ratzin, that means it was primarily a victory, it's not like the miracle of Purim, that the main miracle was being physically saved from Xerus Homon, that was against the kuf of the body of Bnei Yisrael. And so to the miracle of Pesach, where the Yidin were saved from the from Mitzrim, which were enslaving their bodies. And therefore the miracle in Hanukkah was not established through Mishta Simcha, which is mainly related to our goof and representing that our goof was saved. Rather, it was established through Neirois, based on the Pasuk, Neir Mitzvah V'toyroi, representing that it's mainly about a Ruchni Yisdika, victory of a Ruchni Yisdika salvation. Says Nebbe Lechoyer, we could say that the main Chiddush of Hanukkah compared to the Yom Toivim is not only as far as the Gashmi Yisdika things are concerned, that he is. Whether it's Mishta Simcha, but mainly in regards even to the Ruchni Yisdika in Yanim Yamam Toivim. First, it ever prefaces by saying that we understand that when it comes to a Yid, even the Gashmi Yisdika, think of a Yid, even all year round, is obviously also Ruchni Yisdika. Because by a Yid, as is emphasized when the Yid eats and drinks, that the Lechem and Mayim, which are our main things of food and drink, bread and water, are of course also compared to Torah. That means that when a Yid eats bread and drinks water, what's mainly noticeable and felt is that it's a marshal for Torah. Now if this is true during the weekday, then how much more so is it true on Shabbos and Yom Tiv, to such a degree that Shabbos and Yom Tiv, the eating and drinking itself, the Su'udahs of Shabbos and Yom Tiv, are actually a Su'udah, are actually a mitzvah, the Su'udahs of mitzvah, it's a mitzvah to bring the light into Shabbos and to have Simcha and Yom Tiv. And so too when it comes to the which are connected to the saving of the body of the Yid, like Purim and Pesach, of course, they're also connected with their spiritual salvation. Both in Pesach, which going out from slavery to freedom, is connected to Latin Torah. And so too by Purim, when we're told that Kimu that now they had an acceptance, a greater acceptance of Torah. And therefore, even when we're having the Mishta and Simcha on these days, of course, it's also connected with being saved Baruchnius. So too is true on the other hand, that when we speak about a spiritual victory on Hanukkah, it's also connected to a physical victory, in addition to the fact that back then, they would try to stop religion and not allowing Yidin to do Torah and Mitzvahs, 
But there was also the fact that they attacked the Yidden's money and they oppressed them in a very great way. And when Bnei Hashmanoi were victorious and killed out their opposition and saved the Yidden from them, of course, there was also a saving Begashmias. And therefore, we understand that the Chidish of Hanukkah, when we say that it was not established for days of Mishtav, Simcha, Adayam, and Toivim, rather through Halal and Eidol, is mainly emphasizing the Ruchni is the idea, the salvation Beruchni is with Hanukkah, not only in comparison to the Gashmi is the things of Adayam, and Toivim, but even in comparison and contrasting with the Ruchni is the salvation of the Adayam, and Toivim, as will soon be explained. Says that Ben Sivgibel, this will be understood by first explaining the Ruchni is the idea in these Gashmi is the things that the Yom Toivim were established to celebrate with. As mentioned before, we have lechem, we have bread, we have water, we have wine. This is what applies in all the other Yom Toivim. And then Hanukkah, we mainly celebrate through oil, lighting the, the name is Hanukkah on Hanukkah with oil. So it's known that bread and water. And bread, water, wine, and oil are all hinting on different levels of the of the of Torah. Lechem and Mayim, bread and water, hint to the nigla of Torah. Yayin wine represents the, represents and hints the secrets of the Torah. And then we have oil, which hints to rosin, dirosin, shemitayda, the deepest secrets, the secrets of the secrets in Torah. To explain, bread and water are the things that are necessary for a person to exist. Wine and oil, on the other hand, are things that are not necessities. They're not something that we need to be able to exist. Rather, they add chayas. They add extra chayas. They, for example, wine adds simcha. We say about wine, bring simcha to Hashem and to people. It adds pleasure. That's what shemen is all about. Oil is all about. In Torah, this would mean, nigla, the Torah refers to the halachis of Torah, to know what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's tommy, what's tired. These are things that are necessities to be able to perform our mitzvahs. We need to be able to know what to do and what not to do. And therefore, that's compared more to the bread and water, which are necessities for the person. On the other hand, nista the Torah, things that are called maiseberashis, maisemerkava, things that are called pardis, the knowledge of alikus. These are things that add chayis, add vitality, add energy, add pleasure in our mitzvahs, to do it with avas Hashem, with yiras Hashem, as the Apostlech says, you get to know Hashem, through that you're going to be able to serve Hashem with a complete art. This is more compared to the wine and oil, which adds chayis, which adds excitement, which adds pleasure in the Torah. Within this, to the Torah itself, there's a difference between rosin, the secrets of the Torah, and rosin, the rosin, the secrets of the secrets. Similar to the difference between wine and oil. Wine, even though it's not a necessity for the person. And that's why we don't drink wine in, a, in as consistent a basis as we do with water and as much as we have bread. Rather, we have it in special times where there's a special need to have the wine, like Shabbos and Yom Tev and the like. Nevertheless, when we do have wine, we do drink it as a liquid by itself. And a very harsh of a liquid. We make a special bracha for it. As opposed to oil, even when we do use it to add some pleasure... We never have it as a liquid. We never drink it by itself. On the contrary, we are told that oil by itself could actually be harmful for the, for the person. Rather, we always mix it in with other foods and only just a few drops. This would represent two different levels in this to the Torah. Wine would represent the secrets of the Torah, but they're still more, a little bit more connected to Gilead, to Revelation. Like the wine that at certain times we do have it as a separate liquid for itself. 
On the other hand, the oil represents the secrets of the secrets of the Torah, which is completely higher than Gilui, like oil, which you don't really drink by itself, and it could even be harmful, be, meaning to say, in Rutli Yisrael this would be not a Kali for such a high level, but rather we only mix a little bit of drops into it, into other foods. But now we can start understanding the special Chidush, the special quality of Chanukah compared to other Yom Toyim. It's a Yom that was not established for Mishtav Simcha, for food and drink, and feasting like the other Yom Toyim. Rather, Halal and Aidoah, as said before, we light the candles to remember the miracle of the oil. Because Hanukkah is primarily connected to oil, the Shemen of the Torah, the secrets of the secrets, that which is higher even than the regular secrets, the wine of the Torah, and certainly higher than Nikola the Torah, which is like the water and the bread of Torah. And because of this special great quality, that's why it was not established for Mishta Simcha through a Suguda of bread, water, and wine. Says the Rebbe to explain what the connection between Hanukkah and the oil of Torah, because seemingly it's not understood. Hanukkah is a Yom Tev not like the Yom Tev of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, which were not Torah. It's a Yom Tev that happened during the time of the second Pesach Mikdash, in a time when Yidin were in a very, very lowly state. When the evil Malchus Yavon was standing up against the Yidin to make us forget Hashem's Torah. How does it make sense that Davka Hanukkah is the only Yom Tev from amongst all Yom Tevim that is connected with his deepest part of Torah, the oil of Torah, the secrets of the secrets of Torah? So the Rebbe says the explanation is that we know that the order of the way Torah was revealed, and Torah we know was given to bring shalom, to bring peace into the world, is in a way that the more darkness there is in the world, the more revelation there is of Torah, which is Torah or to bring light into the world, to illuminate that darkness of the world. So that can be cause of the great Yerida, because of that descent. When Malchus Yavon was trying to, to cast for shalom, make him forget the Torah. This is when there's needed an extra strengthening in the light of Torah by a greater gili of Torah, the oil of Torah, rather than the Torah, the secrets of the secrets. To explain a little bit more, it's known that the Yavonim are the level of Chachma of Klippa, representing Chachma's Chitzainis, the outer, the external types of wisdom, the secular sciences. At that time, there were these philosophers that completely denied the concept of prophecy. Chachma Yevonis, which was the philosophy then, was um, strengthening themselves at that point, and they were trying to overcome the godly Kabbalah and its foundations. The idea of believing in the Amish Janus mitzvahs that's really higher than Chachma and Asaga, higher than understanding. They came to try to bring in philosophy to try to destroy this emunah that's higher than Seichel. And this is what it means they contaminated the oil. They contaminated, they were trying to contaminate the Chachma of Kedusha. They're trying to make him forget the Torah. Says the Rebbe, via Shloimar, that this strengthening of Chachma Siyav and the Chachma of Kulipo, to such a degree that they want to make him forget the Torah, is actually because they were receiving their nourishment, their sustenance. The Kulipo is receiving its sustenance from the Chachma of Torah, but utilizing it in, in a negative way, not in the right way. The Rebbe explains we find that there's actually a special milo in the language of Yovon. And that is, that the halacha is that even though that in Sifrei Torah and Avim Suvin, it was not allowed that it should be written in any other language besides Losh and Kodesh, but Chazal to tell us that it was able to be written in Yovonis in Greek. And because the Pasuk says, What is the beauty of Yefes? The language of Yefes, which is Yovon, was more beautiful than the languages of all the other of all the other of all the other children of Yefes.
And that's going to be Baal Shane referring to the hidden Torah. Chazal tell us that the Botku Matsu they looked and found that Torah cannot be translated properly other than in Greek. The language of Yavon was distinguished from all other languages because this was something Chazal tell us that was more understood by them, by Chathme Yisrael, because the Torah was translated to Talmai Amelad in Greek and it was publicized by them in a way that this language specifically was able to be used just like Ashuras, which is used, the language that's usually written in the Sefer Torah. Nevertheless, the bottom line is, when the Torah was written for Talmud HaMelech in Yavonis, Chazal tell us that that day was as difficult for the Eden, as harsh for the Eden, like the day that the eagle was made, which is, of course, exactly the opposite of Matan Torah. How does that make sense? So the explanation is as follows. Because of the tremendous mile of bringing down Torah even into the languages of, of Goyim, as it says, by day, we're told that it means B'shivim Lush and Torah was translated into the 70 languages. So the truth of the matter is that translating into Yavonis on its own is a good thing. It's only because it was written for Talmai HaMelech in Greek that day was as harsh as the day the eagle was made. Why? Because it was being done, not because Hashem commanded, but because Talmai HaMelech wanted it. And therefore, there's room for concern that it may be eventually used, in a negative way, completely opposite to Matan Torah. Says the Rebbe Vyashloima that as a result of this came actually the Xayr of the Yavonim, of those Greeks, that wanted to make the Eden forget that. Torah that's the Amish does Torah. As it's known, in Torah there's a tremendous amount of wisdom, tremendous amount of Seichel, for which the Yavonim agreed. And since they were very, very wise people, they were also in the spoil. They also got excited about the great, amazing Chochmah in the Torah. But what they were opposed to is that it's Hashem's Torah. That means the Knush of the Torah, that it's Hashem's Chochmah. That's what they were fighting against. In other words, utilizing the translation of the Torah into Greek, but to come to appreciate the amazing wisdom of the Torah, that it's such a powerful and great wisdom, but Chas V'Shalom to contaminate the Knush of the Chochmah of Torah, that it shouldn't be noticeable that it's Hashem's Chochmah, Rather treating it as if it's human logic, like the philosophy of Yavon, and that's the meaning of Timu Kalashmanim, contaminating the Shemen of the Eichel. Says Rebbe Sivov, so what's the miracle of Hanukkah? Pure oil. They found one jug of oil that had the seal of the Kayan Garden that only had enough oil to light one day. A miracle happened and eight days burned until finally they were able to crush new olives and bring new pure oil. What's the idea of this miracle? Since the Xavier of the Yavonim wants to make the Eden forget that it's Hashem's Torah, they wanted a Chaz V'Shalik bring Tumor into the Kedusha of Chochmah Satorah. So the miracle needed to be to emphasize the Kedusha of the Chochmah of the Torah. That it's Hashem's Chochmah, that it's Hashem's Torah. Torah How was it emphasized? By finding pure oil. Something that was not contaminated by the Yavonim. Furthermore, it was sealed with the seal of the Kayan Gadol, representing a very, very high level within pure oil, that the Yavonim can't even get a hold of it, can't touch it. A miracle happens and it burns for eight days. What does this represent? It was only able to burn for one day. And yet, it burns for eight days, seven days more than what it was supposed to burn, according to nature, which will represent the, all the seven days of the week, the general idea of time. And this idea, the Shem and is emphasized by learning the nist of the Torah, the secrets of the Torah. Because we're learning nigla the Torah, well, because we're involved very much with the worldly things with which the Allah is dealing. So it could happen as a result of the darkness of the world, 
that sometimes we come to appreciate the great Chachma of the Torah, that it's so amazing, but Chas Vishalom to forget and to feel that it's Hashem's Chachma. And therefore the Eid says that the Nikola of the Torah has to be with Nister the Torah, that the knowledge of Alikus dies to Likeyavicha. And through that, the Nikola of the Torah will be permeated to the Kedusha of the Torah, that it will be felt that it's Hashem's Chachma. Within Nister the Torah itself, it's emphasized even more so with the oil aspect of Torah more than the wine aspect of the Torah because in addition to the fact that the oil, as said before, represents the secrets of the secrets of the Torah, that which is even higher than the wine, which is just the ordinary secrets, there's another aspect in oil. Oil, as we said before, is not a liquid for itself. We always mix it with other foods. It permeates everything. It penetrates everything. So too with the Shemin of Torah, is, the idea is mixing the nista, the Torah, mixing that oil, the secrets of the secrets, into the nigla, the Torah, into the bread, into the meat. That means to say that the nigla, the Torah itself, should be permeated with the kedusha of Torah, with the chachma of Hashem, with the pure oil. Furthermore, the Nebuchadnezzar says, even more importantly, shemen also brings light. Shemen lavoy. That means that it reveals the more shemen Torah, the luminary of Torah, pnimiyas of Torah. And not only within the Daladam Sabinid, but even outside of Daladam, it's in this whole environment, as is emphasized in the lighting of the Hanukkah candles that was established because of the miracle of the oil. That mitzvah la nicha, we put it at the doorway, mibachutz on the outside. When the sun comes down, there's no people walking in the marketplace. This word tarmudoi simply refers to a certain group of people. But Siddhis explains that what it represents also is. That even in the time of the darkness and outside, in the marketplace, whether these tarmudoi, the word tarmudoi, in addition to refer to a group of people, has the same letters as the word moiredes, people that are rebelling against Hashem. And yet the light of Hanukkah affects over there as well to eliminate this rebellion against Hashem. The chalya means to completely get rid of it, that it shouldn't remain even the lowest level. It says chalya rigla de tarmudoi, rigla is the, is the peat. In other words, even the lowest aspect. Something that could maybe cause, or even co- and cause another cause, in other words, things that are a little bit attached to this concept of merida in Hashem. And furthermore, that the light of Chanukah, that Ebenah translates chalya in another way, klois hanefesh. It actually causes, not only they should be eliminated, but they should actually come to a level of klois hanefesh, of complete yearning. And wanting to get closer and closer to Hashem again because of the power of the Shemin of Torah, the secrets of the secrets of Torah. Says the Rebbe in Zayin, the main gilu of the Rosin, the Rosin of Torah, this oil of Torah of Hanukkah happens in the Yom Tov of Chodesh Kislev, which is revealed in generations later in the, uh, the Yom Tov of Yudas Kislev, which started the Yaputzumen Esech and Chutzam the Baal Shem Tov of Chassidus. The Shemin of Torah spreading to the outside, that is, even after the decree of Yavon was gone. This decree of making Chas V'Shalom, you didn't forget that the Torah Seich is just Torah. By emphasizing the oil, the light of Torah, the luminary of Torah, in the, in, the, in the miracle of the oil of Hanukkah. Nevertheless, the general savior of learning Torah continued that mainly Limudat Nigla, the Torah was being learned. Because even at the time of the Tanoim and Amiroim, after the Chorban, the whole Chacham of Kabbalah was hidden back then from the Tomei Dechav besides for Yechidei's Gula select individuals. And even that was only in a secret way, not in public, as the Gemara says. And even Rashbi says regarding this, that like Nitin Rishus Lagavis, that was only permission, was only granted to be revealed only for select individuals, himself and his colleagues. And only in the later generations is being more and more revealed. 
the Indian of Pnimi as the Arizal said, that it's only in these generations, in these last generations, that Mutor or Mitzvah, it's allowed, and it's a Mitzvah to reveal this Chachma, all the way to the Izgalas of Pnimi Yisatoyde, and Tayyidah Chassidus, through the Baal Shem and the Magid. And within Chassidus Chabad, of course, in a way of Avbonah Vahasogat, in a way that it can be understood through the Alter Rebbe, and especially after Yutus Kislev. That means, in Chanukah, what was emphasized was mainly the pool of the oil, the Morish of in the learning of Nigla the Torah, which is the main thing that they were learning, that means that the Nigla the Torah became permeated with the knowledge and the recognition and the feeling of Kedusha Torah, that is the Abish to Torah, Torah Secha. The Chidishim Yudis Kisle, when there is the ultimate grain and gilly of the oil of Torah of Hanukkah, is that now the learning of the Rosin, the Rosin of Torah, becomes like an Choshev, an important and essential learning by itself, not only that it's mixed in with the main food, like the Nigla, but rather that the Chassidus itself becomes now like our food because it becomes that in a way of Avon of in a way that we understand it in the Seichel of the person. Yisparnus, meaning we have Parnosa, meaning it becomes our sustenance, like Gashmi is the Kafud, like Parnosa, in the literal sense, that becomes part of your flesh and blood. The reason that specifically in these last generations, was revealed the secrets of the secrets of the Torah, the oil of the Torah, in a way of Avon of Asoga, that now that becomes our food, is again because of the greater darkness in the world, and specifically because of the strengthening of Chachmas Chintzonis of the secular sciences, that because of their Yenika, because of them getting off Chayas from the Chachma of Torah in a negative way, so now becomes a bigger Sakana of Lashkichum Torah Sechav, Chazachal, making people forget that it's the Avish just Torah. And therefore, there's a greater need in the revelation of the Shemin of Torah. So that now it becomes as much a necessity as the food, even though in previous generation, the Shemin of the Torah couldn't be revealed, like the oil that couldn't have been drunk by itself and could have even been harmful. And so, through within the later generations itself, the greater the darkness of the world, the greater and more there's the gili of the Shemin Shem in a way of Yafutsu Menesar Chutzu. Says the Rebbe, from one of the very, very obvious examples for this, in the time of the Rebbe Rashab, when there was the group of the Mephitzi Ascola, the Enlightenment movement, was spreading out more and more, what does the Rebbe Rashab do? He establishes a yeshiva, in which Torah is learned, yeshiva is in the word of Yashvas, in a settled way, in a way that we can sit down and completely absorb it. The Torah of Nigla, together with Torah Sachsidus, in a complete way, in, and so much so that the Sachsidus should be understood like the Indian of Nigla. Now within all of this has been increased even more through his son and Mamali Mokim. Kvoit, Kedusha Swayne, Vachamiyad Mur, Nesidereinu, by establishing Toim Chetumimim and branches of Toim Chetumimim all over the world. And this keeps on increasing more and more up until today. V'oid v'gam z'ikar, and even more, another very important thing, says the Rebbe, is that since this is being publicized and spread out, mamish to the Chutzah, also through translating many in Yadam of Chassidus into the languages of the Goyim, that through this comes the Shleimus, you know, of the Galus of the light of Hanukkah, the Nesa Shemen, Al Pesach Beisim Bachutz, Adachal Yeriglu de Tarmudori, through the wellsprings of Primis Atoida, which were revealed through Sinus, the oil of Torah, are coming in a way that's spreading out even into the Chutzah. And not only that the oil is shining Al Pesach Beisim on the door of the house and therefore shining also to the outside, but rather the Mayonis, the wellsprings, the Shemen, the Chsinus itself is coming and being spread even in the Chutzah. Says that we can add all of this on a deeper level. The Gilui, the revelation of the oil of Torah and Hanukkah, even more so, as we said, on Yutus Kislev, is not only because of the necessity 
of the truth because of the strengthening of the darkness of the world. But even another reason, a more important reason is because we're getting closer and closer to the coming of Mashiach Tzadkenu. Mashiach is called by that name Mashiach because of being anointed with oil. As the Pasuk says, V'shem and Kachi, Mishachetif, the word Mashiach. And through him is going to be the main revelation of the secrets of the Torah. The secrets of the secrets, the Shem and Shem because he's going to be teaching all the secrets and the reasons. The deepest in Yalom of Torah. And as the Rambam tells us that in the time of Mashiach, the whole world will only be occupied with Ladas Hashem Bolvad, and certainly the Yidl, which will be Chachamim Gdoilim. And knowing all the secrets and understanding Das Boidim, the knowledge of Hashem, that means the main learning of Mashiach comes will be the secrets of the Torah. And the closer we get to the Isgalus of Mashiach Tzadkainu, the more is being added in the revelation of the oil, the Razan Shem Torah, which is a taste, as we are told before Shabbos, a taste from the Torah of Mashiach. Says the Rebbe Shloimer that the fact that we're getting closer to Mashiach Tzadkainu, that itself is really the reason why there's a greater darkness in the world. Because since Kedusha is becoming greater, that's why there's a certain strengthening of the Klippa that's trying to oppose the coming of Mashiach, and therefore we need to fight that opposition, which is as it says regarding Mashiach, Yilchem Hashem, that will fight the wars of Hashem until they'll be victorious. Says the Rebbe, this is specifically emphasized on Hanukkah, that in addition to the fact that it was established for the miracle of the oil, which is connected to Mashiach, it also has eight days and eight candles. The number eight is specifically connected to Mashiach. As we are told, the Mashiach is one of a group that's called Shmoyim Nesichiyot of eight princes. We're also told that the harp of Nehoi Mashiach is going to be of eight stri- strands. And even more so on Yutis, Kisla would start in the year of Yafutsu Menesach and Chutzu, in which the coming of Mashiach is dependent, as Mashiach told the Balshemton in answer to his question, that when are you going to come, when is the master going to come, Amos like Osimar, he was told, and from these galus of Torah, this only keeps on increasing more and more, throughout the seven generations of the Nesim of Torah, the Nesim of Torah, including and especially through the founding of David, which go out to fight the wars of Beis David, to be victorious over those that are chayim for which is richachach, those that go go and fight the union of Mashiach, and to bring practically the galus of David Malka Mashiach, specifically in this generation when all the matters have been completed already, and all we need to do is to open up our eyes and to see that he neizah melech hamashiach bo. The Rebbe now goes over to connect this to the parshas Hashavuot, the parshas Miketz. Says the Rebbe, the name of the parshas Miketz. The word Miketz is connected to Ketz Hayomim, the end of days, which refers also to the end of Golos. As it says, the Mepharshim say that Kolt Loshim Ketz, and when it says Ketz, it means the end. But it's also connected in Tanakh, we also find an expression besides Ketz Hayomim, which means days, Ketz Hayomim. Now Ketz Hayomim also means the end of days, but Ketz Hayomim, Yomim could also mean the right side. Siddhis Kabbalah explains that this is another aspect of the Ketz, and therefore Ketz Hayomim would refer to the re- the beginning of Geula, because Ketz, besides meaning the end, could also mean the beginning. So Ketz Hayom Mim, the Rebbe is explaining, would be more representing the end, end of Golos, and Ketz Hayom Mim, the beginning of Geula. Says the Rebbe, we could say that these two ideas of Ketz Hayom Mim and Ketz Hayom Mim, the end of Golos and the beginning of Geula, are connected to these two reasons that we just explained for the revelation of Hasidus in the recent generations, because of the, the strengthening of the darkness and getting closer to Mashiach. The strengthening of the darkness is more representing this concept of the end of goals, Ketz Hayomim. Getting closer to Bias HaMashiach is more connected to the idea of Gula, beginning of Gula, Ketz Hayomim. Says the Rebbe in Sif Yud, we could also add 
in connecting this to the content of the parsha, and mainly to the shaykhs of also the part, the parsha's vayeshev that comes before it, and the parsha's vayigash vayechi that come afterwards. Because really it's all one continuation, one flow, because as a result of Yosem being appointed to the Mishnah Lubelech, second to the king in Parshas Mikates, Yaakov comes down in Mitzrayim in Parshas Vayigash. And through that comes by Yechi Yaakov, Beretz Mitzrayim Yaakov, living in Mitzrayim the 17 best years, in which is fulfilled the Leishim Bishalapol, when he could finally live in tranquility, like in the times when Yaakov was living with Yosem before all the problems started, which was in Parshas Vayeshev. And the Rebbe explains, this continuation, this flow of the parshis, Vayeshev all, all the way to Vayechi, is all connected to Gula. Vayeshev Yaakov, Bikish Yaakov, Leishev Vishal. Yaakov originally wanted to sit calmly, peacefully, in a tranquil, serene way, like it's going to be in the times of Mashiach, because then Yaakov was ready for the Gula. That's Vayeshev. Miketz, we just said, represents Miketz, the end of Golos, and Ketz Ayamin, the beginning of Gula. Vayigash means Yehuda approaching Yosef, so this explains Gula and Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef approaching Yehuda represents Yosef represents the idea of Gula. Yehuda represents the idea of Tefillah. It's bringing these two things together. And the ultimate connection between Yehuda and Yosef, as it says in the Aftoira of Parshas Vayigash, is that there's a, a piece of, two pieces of wood which one represents Yosef, one Yehud, and they join together representing the idea that with David, Avdi, Nasi, Lam, Loilom, the Mashiach who comes from David will be the leader over all the Eden. So that's connected to Gula. And finally, by Yechi Yaakov, the eternal life of Yaakov, and every single Yid is called on the name of Yaakov and Yisrael in the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. Says that the Rebbe, the idea over here is that Yaakov, which is the third and the chosen of the Yavos, is connected to the third Gula and the third Beis HaMikdash. The Gula Nitzchah is the everlasting Gula. The everlasting Beis HaMikdash, like Yaakov, who referred to the place in the base of, of the Harabais. This Bayis, the, the place in Beis HaMikdash is Bayis. Yaakov is called Nachal Abli Mitzarim, an inheritance without any borders, without any limitations. Like it says, Bayimu Foratzda, because Yaakov's union is Torah. As opposed to Avram and Yitzchak, even though they learned Torah, it says Avram and Yitzchak learned Torah. Yitzchak sat and learned Torah. Nevertheless, there in Yoni was Avram was mainly his Nina was Gemilas Hasodim. Yitzchak's main Nina is Avoido, and Yaakov is mainly Dinin of Torah. As it's known that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov correspond to these three Kavim of Gemilas Hasodim, Avoido, and Torah. What does it say about Yaakov? The Yaakov Ishtam Yoshevay Olam. He was sitting in the tents, the tents of Shame, the tents of Aver. Also representing Torah Shemiksav and Torah Shemalpeh. Also representing Nigla the Torah and Nista the Torah. The Apostle also says, Vayokom Edus Biyakov Vesoira Sombi Yisrael. So it's again the union of Torah. That's the middle Kav, that middle pole, the middle, and by the Mishkan we have three poles. The middle one, the one from one extreme to the other. Representing going beyond all limitations. That middle one, the Kav Soi, representing the union of Yaakov. And the main shleivus of Yaakov into the world happens through Yosef coming down into Mitzrayim after all the problems with what happened to Yosef. As says Eila told us Yaakov, Yosef and Shmuel's Rishono that through all of that they ended up coming down to Mitzrayim. And again it came with the Hakdama of Limud Torah because Yaakov gave over everything that he had from Shem and Avery. He gave over to Yosef. That was Yaakov empowering Yosef for everything that's going to be connected with his descent into Mitzrayim. And then you come to the real Vayichi Yaakov Beretz Mitzrayim. The Gili of Torah of the Yaakov, which comes down through Yosef, even into Mitzrayim, which is Lashon Meitzir of all borders, limitations. And through that, we come to even a greater Shleimus. Shaloi Be'erech, like it says, Mena Meitzar. We come to Bamerchav, 
the real merchav, the real broad, and expansion, and the real tranquility, which is going to be by the Gula Amitiz Vashleim, and therefore, the Gula is also connected to Yosef, and as it says in the end of Parshas Vayichi, by Yomer Yosef, Yosef is the one that tells them, that the Likim Pocket Yivchid Eschem Hashem is going to remember you. Pocket Yivchid Elikim Eschem. It's also entered in the Lashon Apostle that says, by Yomahu, it's a passing regarding the Gula, Yosef Hashem Shedis Yodi Hashem will once again stretch out, out his hand and Vosaf, again similar to Yosef, he will gather the dispersed of the Yid. Says the Rebbe Sifidalif, according to all of this, we could explain the words of Yaakov to Pari when he comes to Mitzrayim and he says, Yaakov says to Pari, and ends it to Pari asking him, How old are you? So Yaakov responds, Yemeshne, Megurai, the years of my life, was Shloishim, 130 years, Ma'at, Veroi, very few and bad, were the days of my life. And my years did not reach the years of my fathers. Seemingly, he's very string. When pa- Number one, when Pari asks from Yaakov how old he is, certainly he will know whether that's a lot or a little. Why did Yaakov have to say, Ma'at, as opposed to Roim, he could say how, how it was Roim, but that, that Pari's not going to know. But why does Yaakov have to say how much it is? More importantly, says the Rebbe, Yaakov says, Shloishim Shana is Ma'at. Seemingly, this isn't only unnecessary, it seems to me even opposite of the reality. Because it's actually living more, at this point is 130, that's more than 120, is 10 years more than the official amount that was set in the time of the Mabul for 120 years. This question becomes even stronger based on what says in the first one that Pari asks Yaakov, because Yaakov looked very old. And Pari was surprised and wondering about how old he is because most people at that time did not live so long because at that time people were living much shorter already. If that's the case, it's even more strange. Why does Yaakov say, May or Shlesh Rishon, it's 130, and that's still considered very few, which seemingly is the opposite of the reality that even Pari knows that people don't live so long. And that's why Pari is wondering how old Yaakov is and he asks him how old you are. Now seemingly you'd be able to say that it means relative to how much his, his, his fathers lived. As it says further, Because we know that Avraham Avinu lives 175 years, Yitzchak lives 180. So that means Paroi is wondering about the Arichas Yom of Yaakov, so Yaakov is answering that my Arichas Yom until now 130 years is still very little compared to the amount of years that he still has to live as his fathers, 180 years, which would be Yitzchak. And therefore, the reason why I look so old, he's saying, is because of the problems that he had. However, from the words of Rashi, that it didn't come in its greatness and its goodness to the lives of his fathers. So Rashi seems to be only dealing with, saying that what Yaakov is mainly referring to is that it was bad years, not that it was few years. It sounds like the fact that it's 130 years by itself, not only compared to the 180 years, is also considered little. Says the Rebbe, we could explain it in the following way. When Yaakov says, even though it's 130 years, we're speaking about quality. That means even though in quantity, yes, it may be a lot of years, but in quality, he considers it lacking years, lacking days. The opposite of Babayam, which means full years and full days. Why? Because it's not filled with a good. Furthermore, it's not only it wasn't so good, it was Roim, they were bad years. And this was finally made up in the Vayechi Yaakov, Beretz Mitzrayim, when he lived 17 years in Mitzrayim, and as we're, there we're told that it's as if all of his years were good years. Says the Rebbe, and through that, he actually did reach his father's years. That means in his 147 years, 
he reached the Tachlis Hashleimus, he reached all of the good, even that which would have been achieved in 180 years. What's the reason? That in 130 years that he's living, it's not still considered full, proper, good years like by Averon. But we could explain this, because Yaakov's Indian is Indian of Kulolo. And since when Yosef is born, he's ready to go back from Laban's house to his father's house and to sit Mleshik B'Shalva. So as long as the Gula B'Poyal didn't come, and in fact, it's Kofatal of Rugzeshol Yosef, he considers his life ma'at. He considers it lacking, wanting, missing, because he's missing the main thing, which is the Gula. And that's what Yaakov is telling Pari. You don't think that Yaakov and his sons will be satisfied that you'll settle us down in the best of the land and you'll give us the fat of the land. Because the main thing by us is the union of Gula. And therefore, even sitting in Mitzrayim for a certain amount of time is only so that the Gula should finally be able to come in its perfect way. Because when we're going to elevate Mitzrayim, refine Mitzrayim through Yaakov living there for 17 years, then we'll have the Gula as the Abish to promises of Rome. I will take you out, I'll take you up in a greater way, in a more shlemistical way. And then we'll have the Vayechi Yaakov, not only 147 years, not only 180 years, but eternal life. Says that Eben Sifid Beis from the Eiroi's practically from all of this Menegel of Apoyal. Since, in addition to all of this, that our generation is the last generation of Golos, and the first generation of the Gula, beginning of Gula, we're also in these special days that are connected to Gula, both because of the Parshas Shavuot, which is Parshas Miketz, which he said, which said represents the end of Golos and beginning of Gula. Also because of the days of Hanukkah, which were established in a miracle of oil, which, as we said before, Beshem and Kachi Mishachten. Especially Shabbos Hanukkah, which Shabbos generally is connected to Gula. And in the squeeze, we're already after the fifth Lichtol, the day of the Gula of the Alt Rebbe from a second in prison. And Rishchoidash, which represents the Chidush of Yisrael, which are compared to the moon and count to the moon, and we're going to be renewed like the moon. By Gula, it's So we need to increase every single day, like the Oyer of the days of Hanukkah, that we need to be increasing in all matters that bring the Gula of Begilui. Amongst these things are. Strengthening our mood and our desire and anticipation for the coming of Mashiach to such an extent that we feel that as long as Mashiach Tzedkenu is not here practically in a revealed way, then we're lacking something. Our days are missing. As Yaakov says that even 130 years are still considered very few because we don't have the goal of a poil. For Oidvoik to add in learning and spreading Pneumius Toyota and Toyota generally, which we said is the union of Yaakov, the oil, the secrets of the secrets of Toyota. In a way that it shines in our doorways on the outside, you all until Chal Yorigla the Tarmudoy explained before. And obviously, adding in Mifzah Hanukkah simply, literally, including making Fabrengas of Simcha, as the Rambam says in the days of Hanukkah, are you a Simcha Vahalil? And also adding in the Minigov giving Hanukkah guilt and so on. Interesting to point out over here that in the Oret it mentions that on Sunday, the seventh day of Hanukkah, the following day, that means just before Mincha, and lighting the Hanukkah candles, just after Mincha and lighting the Hanukkah candles, starting really, really, it was already before Mincha, but even more so after Mincha. The Rebbe gave out to men, women, and children a uh, Hanukkah gelt, a, a, a dollar coin, and a dollar to tzedakah, a, a, a notam to tzedakah, and as uh, well as the following days, also Zeus Hanukkah after Mincha, the Rebbe again gave tzedakah, so the Rebbe himself increased a lot and gave much more Hanukkah gelt and tzedakah. And in, in, in the Rebbe says in Yud Gimel, as a special era of the Kvis of this year, where Shabbos Hanukkah falls out on Rosh Chodesh, and we have Rosh Chodesh two days, then you have Shabbos Hanukkah. So you also have, um, so Shabbos Hanukkah falls out on the first day of Rosh Chodesh, so the Rebbe explains, 
Indian of Ner Chanukah, as we said, is put the, the put it at Pesach based in Bachutz. The Pesach, the door that's next to the Rishus Arabim until Chal Yerigulu the Tarmodoi. Says the Rebbe, this is especially emphasized on Shabbos Chanukah, because what's on Shabbos? We have the Dinim of Rishus Arabim, where there's noticeable a lot of Dinim in Ilcha Shabbos related to Rishus Arabim. But what happens now? We're saying even the Rishus Arabim comes to Indian of Chal Yerigulu of Klois Hanefesh. And this represents also the special kiloyan of Shabbos. We say regarding Shabbos, Vayichulu. Vayichulu has the meaning of being complete, but it also has this meaning of Klois HaNefesh. And also the Lashen of Koil, Vayichulu, which means complete all the way. And with Shabbos Hanukkah, which represents the whole idea of Hanukkah, as we said, falls out of Rosh even more emphasize this idea of Moisev Oilech continuing and increasing in a way of Eina Roich, in a way of Chidush Mamish, similar to that moment of the birth of the moon, or in the universe, Chidush, Lashen Chidush. The greater Chiddush says the Rebbe when you have Rosh Chodesh for two days, which then the first day of Rosh Chodesh is Shabbos, and therefore the second day of Rosh Chodesh is also going to be connected to Shabbos. Why? Because in the Aftoyed of Shabbos, you're also going to mention the following day of Rosh Chodesh by adding the first and last Pasuk of Mokar Chodesh. Whereas if the first day of Rosh Chodesh would have been on Friday, the second day of Shabbos, you wouldn't be speaking about the other day of Rosh Chodesh. So that is that all the matters of Hanukkah, which are emphasized in Shabbos Hanukkah, are the way of double Chiddush or Chiddush on top of a Chiddush. Says the Rebbe Yudal, the Yudal saying that even before we add in all matters of Chanukah, the Abish should give already the real Chanukah guilt, not only in a way of a present, but in a way like the Abish is paying us this debt because now you throw by Aveyu the Eden of the Abish children, and the Abish still loves them, so the Abish gives us Chanukah guilt. In the things that's in the thing that's most necessary in bringing the Gulavitz of Ashlevitz with David Malcolm and Shikhov and Bisham and Kachi with Shachtiv, but Poil Mamish. And through him we'll have the Chanukah's Beis Hamikdash Ashlishi, which is already built and established. It only needs to be revealed and come down with Shamayi Bapoyal Mamish. And most importantly, right now, even before we dive in Mincha, even before we go to read Parshas Vayigash, which is about, as we said before, bringing the Geula and Tfilah next to each other, in a way that the Geula comes even before Tfilah. And certainly after the Tfilah of the Geula that we have already on this Shabbos Kodesh, so immediately the Geula comes and David doesn't hold us back, even like the blink of an eye. And since the Gula comes immediately, already on the first day of Rosh Chodesh Tevis, so the Assyrian this month will be already a Yom Tov as the Raman Patskins at the end of Ilkhas Tainis, that all of the fasts are going to be bottled when Mashiach comes, and not only that, but they're going to be transformed to the days of Yom Tov, the days of Simcha, as the Pasuk says, Koyomer Hashem Tzvois, etc. Tzoyimu Asiri, this, this fast of the 10th month, which is Tevis, will be for the Yidmul, Sassan, Ola Simcha, Ola Moyadim Tevis.